The following Dharma talk was given at Common Ground Meditation Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota. The speaker is Mark Nunberg, guiding teacher at Common Ground. So welcome everyone. This is our eight-week Buddhist studies class on the Buddhist teachings on sensuality. And uh, those of you who've been doing the Buddhist studies classes for years, you might recognize that we haven't done this one before. And um, it gets covered in a lot of ways in the other courses, but I thought it would be worthwhile taking eight weeks to dig into this very essential subject about how our heart relates to sense experience, the reality of sensuality. Because there's a lot of misunderstanding in Buddhist practice around this. So we'll begin by chanting the three refuges. And uh, actually, Karen, let's have the lights up a little bit for people who are reading from the sheet. And then maybe right after we're done chanting, you can dim them again so that we can have a more subdued environment for the sitting time. And for those who aren't familiar with the three refuges, even though we do it in the Pali language, which is the language spoken around the time of the Buddha, it's really meant to be an actual reflection about what is worthy to put our heart on, to rest our heart upon. What do we actually trust? So the word Buddha, Buddhang Saranang Gachami, so we just repeat that three times, the Dutiampi just means for the second time, and there in the third stanza, the Tatiampi means for the third time. So we're taking refuge in the Buddha three times, and the Buddha more than referring to this historic person 2,500 years ago, it's pointing to the state of awakening, this heart not clinging, not grasping, not identified. So the heart that's not dependent on what comes and goes in experience. So that awakened state doesn't mean we understand it completely, but probably we have some intuition, maybe even some experience from our own life, where the mind was open and clear, not dependent, not feeling pushed around, and we take refuge in that openness, that mind not attached. And then we can also take refuge in the Dhamma, that's the second one. So the Dhamma means the world as we experience it. So it's the Buddha that wakes up to Dhamma the way it is. And this is gonna this point that we chant every week at the beginning is actually going to be central to the study of sensuality. Because the question of sensuality is well, what do we do with this sensual world that we find ourselves? What's the appropriate way to relate to sensuality? And the chant is all about the Buddha waking up to Dhamma the way it is, to the sensual world of pleasure and pain and everything in between. So awakening doesn't really make sense. Buddha doesn't make sense without being intimate with Dhamma. Awakening is only relevant when we're awakening to the messiness, the beauty, the difficulty, the great array of sense experience. That's what's so 
liberating is that we can be open to what sometimes we say in the the tradition, the 10,000 joys and the 10,000 sorrows. That's what's impressive when you see a friend or a teacher or somebody who seems to have a lot of wisdom, a lot of understanding, and you see the way they live their life. And they're real and they're open and they're engaged and they're connecting and they're loving and they're responding appropriately to the world as it actually is. So it's always, as a refuge, the Buddha and Dhamma come together or need each other. Awakening needs a world to awaken to. That's what's impressive. To be intimate with this world is impressive. To show up to being an imperfect human being, for example. (laughs) Maybe you've noticed we're not perfect. And then the last refuge we take is this refuge in Sangha. We take refuge in the wisdom and love we see in us and around us. Because when the mind is in this beautiful place of Buddha being intimate with Dhamma, the awakened, open, clear, non-confused mind being intimate with things just as they are, the world as it's showing up, then that person, that mind-body, can respond in a really beautiful way. And that beautiful response we call sangha. So in a more general way, sometimes we just talk about our spiritual community as sangha. But really it means, right, because if we're being jerks, we're not sangha. If we're being disconnected, not really here, if we're afraid of each other, if we're manipulating each other, that's not sangha, that's you know, ordinary activity. So when we're sangha, it means that in those moments, in that moment when we're actually sangha or somebody else is actually sangha, that means their heart is in this dynamic balance of Buddha knowing Dhamma. There's that intimacy, that clear awakenedness, connecting, knowing the way it is, being present. And so what we recognizes that their response is coming out of intimacy. And so it's beautiful, it's responsive, it's engaged, it's appropriate to the moment. And it's impressive when we see that in ourselves or in another person. It's not personal, but it's still impressive. It's a a thing of beauty. So we take refuge in that. We appreciate wherever you see Sangha, wherever you see a human being, whether it's yourself or another, and their mind is in this balanced place of being intimate with the conditions as they're showing up, and that response is basically a reflection of that beautiful balance or that beautiful intimacy. And we say, I take refuge in Sangha. And I'm so happy to see that, to be able to appreciate that. That's a real joy. All three are joys, recognizing Buddha, Dhamma, Sangha. So we chant. It's really nice as a group to chant together. I know it might seem strange to be chanting in a language that nobody uses anymore, except, you know, as a sort of scriptural language of Theravada Buddhism. But we have to make, like, make it real in our own mind by understanding and clarifying over the years of practice well, what do I trust? 
in my, you know, my own subjective experience, what is trustworthy? And just bring it to mind. If you know, it takes some time, but correlate it with the word Buddha, with the word Dhamma, with the word Sangha, or don't even chant, but just do it internally in your own mind if you don't like the chanting. This talk, like all programs at Common Ground, is offered freely in the spirit of generosity. To learn more about Common Ground and its programs, or if you would like to donate, please visit our website, www.commongroundmeditation.org.